0: Hi, dear leaders. I'm so excited that we're able to present to you the second volume of our 10 times stronger uh, leadership development uh, for the year 2022. Um, This is the second volume. The first volume was released a few months ago and it was uh, on Stronger Together the power of teams and how. Um, working in teams really allows us to experience the fullness of God but today we're going to be focusing on identity so this is called Stronger in Identity and of course I'm not going to be doing that alone because as you can see I have with me here today Pastor Samira uh, an amazing woman of God and we are going to be talking ministry uh, in depth and, and training and sharing on this subject of identity, Pastor Samira has just recently released a book um called uh, uh, "Rejection and Agent of Success," and she's going to tell us a lot more about that. But more than anything, we want to draw um, from her experience, my experience, and we want to talk and train and develop. Pastor Samira, you're welcome. It's so good to have you you on here. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I'm privileged to be here. Thank you
0: so much. So good. So good. This is the first of many. Um, We spent some time. Yeah, we spent some time talking and I really love Pastor Samira's heart. Um, So pastoral, um, really cares about people. And we're going to be blessed by some of the things we'll be discussing today. So I'm going to let Pastor Samira tell us a little bit about herself. Okay. okay. And then you 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 know me, so. Uh, but if you don't know me, then go on my website. <laughs> so, so <you> are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, over to Pastor Samira. She's just going to tell us a little, little bit about herself okay. and then we'll go from there. Right. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so my name is Samira. I am a lady pastor under the ministry of Daggywood Mills, Bishop Daggywood Mills from the lighthouse group of churches um united denominations of the lighthouse group of churches oh, wow <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a
1: mouthful yeah so uh I'm, I'm based in leicester here and i attend the church muster so i'm one of the pastors here and yes as pastor said i am an author i have two books actually make that three wow. now. just a I've just helped uh, in doing another one. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Revival. Okay. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I'm a singer. I'm a singer songwriter. I, you know, I, um, oh, gosh, I'm a wife. I'm a mom, a mother. I. Gosh! Anytime people ask me, tell me about it. Where do I start? <laughs> but yes, yeah. I am also, a, you know, a website. I'm. A, oh yes, I'm a coach. I should, I should have forgotten that. <laughs> yes, I'm a life coach, a mindset, and a purpose coach, and um, I'm a, I'm part of the John Maxwell leadership, um, mentor training speaker, um, found found founding member. to call it yes. So yes, yeah, so do all kinds of things. Lots of hats. Yes, lots, lots of hats. Of hats. Uh, <laughs> I'm also like, like I said, website. So just type my name, Samira Otung. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, wherever. She she she's social. Sure. YouTube. <laughs> yes. She's social. Sure.
0: Now that's 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 wonderful. Um, I also want to appreciate our, our tech team um, as well. Uh, the guys behind the. Uh, let me let me do that before before the storm you gonna say this is the calm before the storm so tolu and and jimra and just our entire tech team always helping us mm-hmm. to capture these things okay so we're going to go into it stronger in identity right. um and um we're going to record um in two parts the first part will be focused on identity um, in two ways, identity in terms of Christ and the need for leaders to have the identity in Christ solidified, and then we want to get into ministerial identity. What does ministerial identity look like? And then it would be great if we can finish off on dealing with um, rejection, acceptance in ministry. So we have got some stuff to cover. We're going to try and do our best, um, you know, and and to, and to do that. So Pastor Mira, um obviously. Just from your journey, we're gonna share from our experiences. Um, uh, how long have you been been pastoring? How how long have you or how, how long have you been in active leadership?
1: Um, oh wow, no one's ever asked in that way. Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Uh okay. Active ministry would be I'm trying to calculate my age and then work back. The only reason I'm saying this is because yeah. I have to differentiate between the, my coaching thing because I've always been in ministry. So yeah to say about at least 18
0: years 18 years yes. wow yes. That, that 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 that's amazing yes. um and in 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 these 18 years of ministry um how crucial would you say because obviously you started 18 years ago or, or yes. so looking back now how crucial would you say identity in christ has been for you in ministry, How crucial has it been?
1: It is my bedrock. Mm. Knowing who I am in Christ mm. enables me to be able to approach the world in mm. the way that I do mm. without losing myself. That's key. Yes. Because you always need, I always say that everything that we do is a bit like the ocean. You always have, if you don't have a solid... Um, basis upon which you launch into the world from, you can lose yourself in the world. Mm. So whilst we're given the instructions that go ye therefore into the world and preach the gospel, if you don't know who you are in Christ or the assignment God has given you, and you know who you are, Mm. and be solid and be convinced and um, persuaded Mm. about that, you will then be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Yeah, That's when you start to into different things that you weren't called to do. Yeah. That's when you start to lose yourself. So we're only supposed to lose ourselves in Christ. That's good. Not <laughs> <That's laughs> in the world. Not in the world. That's good. That's good. So, yes, it's, it's everything. Yeah. It, it, it didn't come easy, mm. which I talk about in my book in terms of me trying to find myself. Um, but when I got it, it, that was it for me. That's what built my confidence, mm. my boldness, everything that I do then stem from
0: yeah 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 no that, that that's amazing i think i think the the issue of identity um is somewhat underrated yeah. uh and and i think that it's one of those things that you know we talk about christianese like christianese and i mean you heard that christianese yeah if yeah, there's some things we throw around that become part of us but i don't think that we have understood or unwrapped the depth or the significance of it and so this whole thing about identity, um, I think one of the things that you know, I, was, I was meditating on is we look at the life of Jacob mm-hmm. and um, there was something so crucial that Jacob experienced and it was a transformation in his identity. Because mm-hmm. if you study the life of Jacob, Jacob had literally different experiences, mm-hmm. unsettling. It was as though he was unsettled. Mm-hmm. And there was this very crucial moment where the word of god captures because god wanted to god wanted to do something with jacob god had his hand up on jacob um jacob is uh i would say he ep- epitomizes grace Esau epitomizes works um you know oh, so wow. you have two preachers there so we don't want to start preaching but you know, <laughs> all, right. My mind know. <laughs> all right so so god wanted to do something with jacob but, um, and, and, and these things God wanted to do with Jacob. I believe Jacob had an idea of what God wanted to do. In fact, I believe Jacob had started walking in some of these things, but he was unsettled, mm-hmm. right? He was unsettled. So this was one the crucial thing that happened with Jacob. The Bible says that there was a time that he slept somewhere. And the Bible says that mm-hmm. an angel of God, the angel didn't really do like that, that. The angel was coming for him. That was the interesting mm-hmm. thing but jacob found an angel in his territory Mm. and the bible says that jacob wrestled with that angel to the breaking of day and i find it interesting that the angel could not go Mm. except jacob let him go that there's there's a whole message there (laughs) but mystery but here's the point the point is this is at the point of the rest and the angel goes he says hey what's your name And Jacob says, he said, he says, I won't let, um, um, Jacob actually said to the angel, he says, I won't let you go until you bless me. Now the angel goes, okay, I wanna bless you, but for me to bless you, what's your name? What's your identity? (laughs) Who are you? you?" Because from God's perspective, we just do not confer um, um, blessings, inheritances on lost identity, Mm. because it becomes quite dangerous. Basically but when I look at our leadership culture today um, In the body of Christ. I think we play with this identity thing So the, the word shows us that what the angel had to do was to change Jacob's name and he changed it and said hey, okay, your name is no longer Jacob Your name is Israel. So that means the blessing was in the identity in other words God could not do something with Jacob without doing something with his identity and this is the encounter then that brought out the nation of Israel, which is a whole leadership concept in itself. So when I look at a scripture like that, I think these are patterns for us to understand how serious identity is. It's literally what we stand on. Yeah. So when we come to now identity in Christ, it's 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 a it's a non-negotiable right. for leaders. And Pastor Samir, we live in a culture where we um we're very driven about gifts excellence Mm. um anointings and all of those things but then we don't we don't root our leaders enough in the identity and pastor you would know there's no place that tests your identity like ministry
1: absolutely yes and it's so interesting that angle you just shared there Mm. because i remember in order for me to go into a new phase in Mm. my life Mm. not too long ago Mm. I had to google what my name meant wow yes wow there was something going on around and I wasn't too sure so yes you know been in ministry a long time ago Mm. I knew who I was in Christ I knew I am in Christ I'm a born again Christian yeah but I felt there was just something there's more, mm. there's more, there's more, there's more, there's something, there's a reason why I do things this way. There's mm. a, so essentially, what's, what was happening was I started to almost self discover. Mm. Because you see, there's so many parts to us. And what people do is that we wait for other people to tell us mm. who you are. Mm. So we wait, to, especially now in the social media age. Yeah. You want people to tell you that you're beautiful before you know you're beautiful. Mm. You want people to tell you that you're powerful you know you're it's powerful.
0: a seeking validation. Yes. Yeah. So I, it's
1: even deeper than that. Anyway, so I was there and I, and I thought, right, there was just something unsettling about where I was in terms of my mind. I felt there was more. There's, yeah. there's just more. Even still, you could discover, you dig deep. Yeah. To find out the the, the gem, the treasure God has put
0: on the inside.
1: Anyway, so I, th- I thought, you know what? I'm going to find out what my name meant. Mm. Now, the back, to this was before people i couldn't get it i don't know for some reason nobody could tell me what my name meant samira mm.
2: Mm.
1: and um so i went and googled what my name meant i was blown away wow because, <laughs> so not only so i was doing at that period i was doing the the meaning of my name yeah my personality trait wow and i had done this before but i didn't realize mm. how much of that is now so true And it's further in confirming my identity. So, apart from my identity in Christ, which is there, but I now understood why i would preach in a certain way wow why i would go for certain kind of wow jobs. why i connect with people in a certain way because of the package yeah what god has deposited within me yeah so i found out that what's one of the meanings of my name meant a good conversationalist wow absolutely like wow. It, it says, and, 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 you, and you are you are <laughs> 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 so always yeah. happy, say, oh, you know what i don't know why i just tell you so i'm like well so do, does that make sense yeah. starting to i now understood how then in terms of my calling
0: yeah is rooted to your, yes, connected so it your identity connected to your identity it made a lot
1: of sense me before I was thinking you know so who am I essentially when you're not sure i mean again you read from my book how i found my father on facebook how wow. you know a lot of things wow. about who i was not feeling like i belonged yeah so me going deeper into actually my name wasn't an accident yeah my name in hebrew means god wow oh my gosh a different, ver- different is it a hebrew name depth. it's, a, it's a, it has a hebrew hebrew beg your pardon okay. hebrew um background wow. hindu background wow in hindu means community yeah it has a persian background wow. it has um, which are um, arabic or wow. Aramaic background wow it has different derivatives so I you see. can just imagine how powerful i'm like you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and then from then on yeah. i found that i'm actually a princess wow and from then i understood my personality so i'm choleric i'm sanguine so that meant that it, i now I understand how i deal with people in ministry and i understood that i can't be so like things my way because that's usually how I am. Like mm. you do this my way or the highway. Yeah. So I started understanding that this is where this is coming from. So why not balance things out with mm. my sanguine side, which yeah. is the fun way. Yeah. You know, so all of those things yeah. is a rediscovery of who Samira is. Yeah. So nobody had to tell me that in that sense. Yeah. I just did my just the same way you do a research yeah about somebody. I yeah. did research about myself. Yeah. I started being conscious about what I my inclination yeah and then that made it really in, really possible for me to start shaping yeah the kind of ministry yeah does that make sense that, or rather called shape myself know. to the kind of ministry that has called me to be that's um, that,
0: that's 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 amazing <laughs> i i love that um and i love the practicality oh gosh, yes. the practicality of it because um you, we, we we have and i think for our leaders I, I want you to really understand um the depth the significance of of what we are speaking about and how it really affects you in ministry. I'll give an example. You know, Jesus had, um, there's so much to talk about, but Jesus had experienced um, this affirmation of God. I'll talk about this in two parts, maybe now, then maybe later. And this affirmation that he experienced, um, this was at his baptism. The father said, this is my beloved son, Mm. with whom I'm well pleased. This is public affirmation right but what do we see next we see a situation where jesus is going to be tempted the first thing the enemy says to him is if you are the son of god mm-hmm. but the father had said this is my son mm-hmm. <laughs> so the god 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 realizes that for jesus to have this entrance into changing the world he, like know. he must know mm-hmm. this he must have this affirmation this validation sure. From no other person than God himself. That this is who you are. You are my son. But the devil also knows that to circumvent Jesus' assignment, he also has to attack yeah. that identity. Yeah. If you are the yeah. son of God.
1: And that if, yeah. is, it, it throws doubt.
0: Yeah, that's you say, it.
1: If you are so you're, mm. yeah. if you're a Christian. Yeah. All oh, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. yeah. If you're really a pastor. Yeah. You really shouldn't be going through this. Yeah. If you say you're a child of God. Why are you going? So the moment you start to entertain the if, and it, you start to mull over it, yeah, like that's when you start to think, okay, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm really not God's child, maybe I'm not really called, yeah. And then you start to dip into all kinds of mess, yeah. So it's so true, yeah.
0: So that. so so important, and and you, you know Pastor Samira, I I um just talking about my my journey a little bit into ministry, um, I have to be honest with you, I feel like I had time with God. You see, I I have to be honest about this. You know, some people I don't feel that my coming into ministry was like like rushed, like like pushed or and 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 this is accidental (laughs) or and and, and I know that we all have different circumstances basically that we we navigate in life and things like that. But I feel that God's ideal program for our life is very organized. Um, I, one of the, one of the things I say to people that, um, are developing in ministry is that the call of God on your life doesn't have to be an abrupt process, which is, oh I'm, i I
1: heard a uh, voice. I heard a voice. Like, does that, does
0: that mean like, okay, so that means now I'm relocating and this and yes. that. The purpose of having a walk with God is to have an organic level of development. So now this was, this was my journey. We've heard a bit about yours, but. Um, around about the age of um fourteen, I took my walk with Christ seriously, um gave my life to Christ, you know, um and all of all of the things baptized. Uh, but immediately what what showed up at the same time was that I had a call on my life because yeah. not too long after that, I had preached in church, I had started to hold revivals in school, wow. basically around that around that period going from 1415 basically so i knew i knew that there was a call on my life and um there was there was a sense of a knowing there was a uh, there, there was a prophecy those who were around me knew that there was something but but in all of this i was not an ordained minister okay. right but i did these things but the key thing was the level of work i took up then was was proximate to my level of understanding and identity. So I'll give an example. So at sixteen, I was in pastor in a church. Seventeen, I was in pastor in a church. I probably led fellowships, but this fellowship was um, what's the word? Maybe once a week in secondary school um, for forty-five minutes. You you know you understand what I'm saying? Okay. So what I'm trying to say is that um, I felt like even though the gift was very was very strong. Um, even though the anointing was present basically, you know, I felt like I really had time to enjoy God I really had time with God mm-hmm. and in that time um, You know God started perfecting and working in me okay. this issue of identity This identity so one of the things that God solidified in my mind is if any man is in Christ that was my that was my thing if any man is in christ the the man in christ the man in, in, in christ that second corinthians five seventeen, um is one of my life scriptures because i had to get that because that was what brought me to a place of distinction even in my thinking in my reasoning in my conversation in my philosophy in my approach to life that thing of hey i'm different because i'm in christ but you, you know what that thing took me years to master. I'm probably still mastering it anyway, <laughs> but it took me years to master that. If any man is in Christ, and it was crucial for me to master that before building anything or before um, the word is not owning before leading officially anything. So I feel like God was so merciful in that sense, and I had that time with God to really, really understand and and just to to you know to be to be different in that way. And I said that to say that, I told you, Pastor, I was saying this, that um, this issue of identity in ministry is underestimated. We don't realize. It's one of the first things that um, that you face when you're called to ministry. Right. In fact, you're facing it every time mm-hmm. because everything that's been thrown at, at you is thrown at you through the gateway of your yeah. identity. Yes.
1: No, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to someone. And we're talking about how, ultimately, our identity is in being witnesses. In fact, mm. Jesus spelled it out: mm. so, "You are witnesses. What you see me do, go and do. Mm. As you see, I'm doing what my Father has said. You know, we are witnesses. Yeah. And longer and short of the stories that we're witnesses and witness." Who's a witness? Mm. Witness is somebody who validates an experience, yeah, or who corroborates, or who retells something yeah. that you've experienced. The things that we have seen, things yeah, we have heard, yeah, things we have handled. Yeah, does that make sense? Mm. So, if I think about that in terms of identity, so I'm thinking right, if I've been through things, mm. if I've seen how God has been to me, mm. my experiences, I'm supposed to be a witness of those things and. How God is and who God is to me. Yeah. So once I know that God is my Father, and that doesn't shake regardless of what I go through, then when I'm telling my experiences, I'm not telling my experiences from an embittered perspective. Perspective, yeah. I'm telling my experiences from somebody who, I now learned something to share yeah. with other people, and that's why our lives become like an epistle. Yeah. That's why we talk about it. Yeah. And so therefore. Me understanding that I'm I'm a witness means then whatever job that I do, yeah, wherever I go, whether it's in music, in book, in uh, in politics, and all these areas, yeah, I just have to make sure that my identity shines through as a witness of Christ, yeah, and so that that becomes very key for me, yeah. That's the basics. the basic, the basis of everything. As long as you're the light, the salt, yeah, the one who is adding, showing forth Christ. If I be lifted up I'll draw all men onto me, Jesus says. So yeah. lifting up Jesus in my life in whatever form yeah. then becomes something that my is my identity is then built on. Yeah. Because of that, whatever people say about me or about us in ministry should then be secondary. It shouldn't be something you then base your your future, your emotions on because it says whose report should we believe? yeah you know you go that's why god's word needs to be really imparted imbibed in us because that's where you draw your sense of worth your sense of value your sense of belonging from regardless of what's going on around you
0: yeah yeah that that, that's amazing i i really like what you said about you know us us being witnesses because leadership in the kingdom context is about witnessing to the word of works of christ and recently i was doing a series on this and i was talking about how the power of a witness is in their testimony or their experience mm-hmm. the power of a witness is in their testimony or experience in other words we can't say we're weaknesses if we don't have a testimony mm-hmm. if we've not had an experience mm-hmm. and what i'm what i'm finding is the way that we are producing leaders right now in the body of christ this this a very social media-driven type leadership. Now, I don't have an issue with social media, okay, um, generally. But the way we're producing, you know, leadership, l- leaders are right right now, um, I think that it is void of this thing of testimony, of witness, of experience, like testimony with the Lord, experience with the Lord. Because when we talk about this ident- identity thing, I want us to know as leaders that there is a clear difference between being and doing there's a clear difference between being and doing and the thing about being is that a lot of it happens behind the scenes the thing about doing is a lot of it happens on stage Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. and so we have to make a very clear distinction between what is happening at the forefront Mm -hmm. and who am I when those two things are are in disparity it becomes very dangerous for for, for a leader in that sense so we, we, we were looking at this um, recently and looking at the life of Jesus. Jesus is the greatest leader. And in talking about this whole thing about identity, you know, the, the, the whole scriptures, right, was about Jesus Christ. The whole, the, every scripture, it's like in, in Christ are fulfilled the scriptures. So prophecies about Jesus coming from the Old Testament and everything. But we get to a point where now Jesus is born. It takes 30 years for God to prepare him an assignment for of three years mm-hmm. he prepares mm-hmm. him for 30 years yeah. but the assignment is for three years mm-hmm. now we do the assignment forever and then the and the then spend, <laughs> and the preparation so is good. very is very little and and so going back to that that scripture we we're sharing on the baptism of jesus christ i'm going to touch touch on that a little bit and this baptism of jesus christ we see something so interesting john is baptizing jesus and john says i didn't know who he was he said but the lord told him that anyone who the spirit this is john chapter chapter one and then reference this to the the the, the scriptures that do with the baptism of jesus christ as well john said that anyone who the spirit descends on and rests on that is the one that is the messiah that was what john that was that was what the lord told john So, now, this is very interesting because John is baptizing many people, but the Spirit is not descending and abiding on and resting on everybody. But the distinguishing factor for Jesus Christ was that the Spirit had to descend and abide on him. That's how we would have known that this is the Son of God. So, now, I find it interesting because what's happening here is that at this baptism of Jesus Christ, it seems as though the Holy Spirit is validating, authenticating who Jesus Christ is but it's not just that pastor samira it is the fact that i believe the holy spirit there was validating the man that jesus had become over the years right but the holy spirit here coming and abiding on jesus is is saying hey like the context is correct for me to rest because the man the man is mature the man is mature not just the minister not just the minister but the man so you see in one place it captures it this way It says and the boy jesus he says he grew in wisdom he grew in stature he grew in favor with god and favor with man so when you see the holy spirit coming on jesus and abiding there it's a testimony to say hey the man's mature the man's yeah. developed the man the man knows his identity the man, do you see what i'm saying and 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 this is why one of the things i've been talking to leaders about is the power of preparation any level we want to go to in ministry requires that that we prepare significantly. So these are some of the things that um, we need to, to navigate in ministry. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot that you know we can talk about on this issue of identity. But what I wanted to ask you, Pastor Samira, um, as we bring this part to a close is, so if, if a leader is struggling with their identity, I know one of the first phases is denial. So sometimes (laughs) all right, sometimes, and I know you could talk about that, you're you're an expert in 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 all this, like picking up all these things, but what 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 can a leader who is struggling in their identity with Christ, what can they actually do? Especially if they have already built a platform, they already lead a church, they already lead a people, they're already Mm responsible for people. What can a leader in that position do in solidifying their identity with Christ? Very quickly,
1: what came to Me, personally, I feel that, um, to even cut the long story short, it's like working on your personal growth, Yeah. your behavior. I know, I know we talked about the gift and then the fruit. The gift and the fruit, yeah. And what did we say? We said that a gift can be given in a day. Yeah you know, a gift of fruit, you have to cultivate Yeah, fruit of the spirit. You have to harvest it. You have to sow. And what, what do you know about seeds and fruits again? It needs to go under. Yeah. This is so interesting. <laughs> you have a seed. Yeah. There are times where you're not seen. Exactly. The seed is not even seen at all. So if exactly. you're going to build your identity yeah. and then work on yourself, you need to perhaps look at things like retreats. Yeah. The so practical step would be, And this is something God has laid on my heart recently. When you're pulled in so many areas, people are expecting things from you. Go Mm. back to basics. Mm. Even Jesus Christ had to retreat. Had to retreat, yeah. The Bible said that, and and then he went, withdrew from the people, and then he would go to himself, because that's really where you, that's where you really find yourself. Yeah. So going back, retreating, having a life and a culture of just retreating. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere physically in terms of you know you can be in your own house but just shutting things out just trying to reconnect back with god and just you know just retreat for me for me right now so you're already doing things and you're not sure you have identity crisis and all kinds of things go back Mm. go back to your factory settings.
0: that's good because that's God really Almighty good.
1: Almighty is the manufacturer. He knows what he put inside of you. That's really he good. knows what you're supposed to be doing. So the only way to find that out is when you go back to your factory settings. Go back to God. Go back to your own quiet place and just find that time with you and God and I can assure you you will start to have an idea what's going on and he will guide you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that, that that's amazing. And I love the fact that you you linked it back to reconnecting mm-hmm. with God at a very deep level. Because I, I understand the importance of things like reading books, um, you know, all of these things. Those things are very, very powerful. But but I, I think that the the best person to give us answers when it comes to identity is the one that authored our lives in the very first place. And I know, I get it. We have, like, all this, like, philosophical stuff and psychological stuff, you know, all these things. But honestly, we have to be able to experience and encounter God. And I want to close this part um on going back to jacob again and we when we were talking earlier, we talked about jacob that god wanted to do something with jacob but he couldn't do it Mm -hmm. through him if he could not do it first in him Mm -hmm. that was the that that was it if god could not do it in him god could not do it through him but then what did it take jacob to get there see jacob had to be proactive Mm -hmm. see when, when we when we are when we are dealing with issues of identity um the the attitude shouldn't be casual okay. the attitude shouldn't be casual see it's it's we, we require a, 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 a such a a diligent attitude mm. in seeking god That's right. see intentional, in, intentional because okay. we want god to mark us into now so so sometimes it's not that the calling is not there but it's just that the identity is not core mm. and for that the identity to be core, and it's not that we haven't even sometimes read the scriptures but we've not, as you said, it's not yet abiding. So leaders need a lot of time. They need a lot of time. Things like, like consecration. These are not Christianese. These are, these are very, very, very important matters. Because it's in those places that we begin to, God strikes something into you. It strikes to your very core. It drives your life. I mean, after you know what's interesting, Pastor Samira? Now, what led Jacob to that place was Esau was on his case all his life because obviously because of what happened Mm -hmm. but this is what's interesting esau was coming after jacob so jacob had had, had actually sent his family Mm -hmm. ahead and he was seeking he was seeking god basically. now after jacob wrestled with god his name got changed when esau met him esau didn't have issues with him Mm -hmm. because esau's issues were with jacob not with, so not Israel. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: so true. So this is where I mean, there, was, there was a line I had in my book. I said, yeah. I, I said identity crisis starts when your destiny wrestles with your circumstance.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: So you have this, you know. So Jacob's, so that the Israel is his destiny. Yeah. His circumstance was that. So the wrestling. Yeah. Of, you know who am I? It's always yeah. there's so much in me. Yeah. But your circumstances tells you different. Yeah. So when you start to understand that actually the circumstances sometimes set you up. Yeah. So that you can fulfill your destiny. Yeah. Then you're at peace. That's it. Then you start to pick. That's when you start to use the different things that come your way. Yeah. As a prop. Yeah. As a stepping stone. Yeah. As a launch pad. Yeah catalyst yeah. for the real thing to your destiny. So yeah. it's really interesting you pick that
0: Yeah, one. it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. I love the way you you can can you can you go back over that again? So you're
1: So you go through identity crisis yeah. when there is a wrestle between destiny and your circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. something around you know you're called to do something but yeah. your circumstances doesn't um align. Yeah here to be supporting what you know you're called to do yes yeah. we see people a lot of people who are called to say yeah i know i'm supposed to be a prophet but there's nobody around me people are you know i'm in this family of muslims yeah or i'm in this family of this yeah so all of a sudden there's this identity crisis yeah what you're feeling yeah is not matching with what you're seeing what you're saying yeah or what you know to be true yeah it's not matching with what people are saying to yeah you. So all of a sudden, you're confused. Yeah. Who do I listen to? Yeah. Because there's a war yeah. between what I know to be true yeah. and what people are saying to be true.
0: Yeah, and and that's so powerful. And God can change my circumstance, my destiny, by changing my identity. That's what it is. And this, this, this is part of what the gospel has done. It's amazing that what God has done with the gospel is to give us a new identity. See, so identity is so vital. So as leaders, I don't want us to underestimate how important this is. Well, um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finish on that note. Uh, gonna, it, it's a struggle to finish. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a struggle to finish. But we're going to finish on that note. And I, I want us as leaders to, to go back. Of course, um, there is a, a, a worksheet that's going to be attached to this training. Um, for uh, those of you who are taking this. Um, either through Network Edification Churches, TJ Global, um, Global, you have the opportunity to, to really answer some questions. And I don't want you to underestimate the need to continue to encounter God. Well, we look forward to what God's going to do through these resources. Pastor Samira, we really appreciate you. you and we're looking forward to, in the next segment, I'm going to discuss a lot more about the book. Yeah. I want to hear about the book. <laughs> you pulled out a nice cut there you teased us then (laughs) we are ending (laughs) awesome awesome god bless you guys thank you and let's get to work
1: yes